You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, now we know what Dance 3 looks like. Then again, based on what could have been, we should just be thankful that a chorus line wasn't worse. At one point... We could have had a version starring John Travolta and Mikhail Baryshnikov as a gay Cassian Zack. Instead, we got a movie about dancers cast with singers, a very sulky Cassie, and so much reworking of the song list you have to wonder why they wanted to film this in the first place. But maybe, just maybe, a chorus line Das Film works as its own entity? I'm Mark Pikert, I don't give a fuck about the red shoes, and this is Movie Musical Madness, back of the line. Joining me today is a man as smooth as lemon pie. Surprise. Jay Armstrong Johnson. <laughs> that intro, though. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi, Jay. What's going on? I'm delighted to uh, have tricked you into being on this podcast. Oh, well. And to have tricked you into watching A Chorus Line, the movie. The trickery is all mine, actually. I had a blast rewatching it. So when was the last time that you actually watched this movie? Oh my God, you're going to freak out. So when uh, my freshman year of college was here at NYU um, and I couldn't afford to fly home for the first holiday for Thanksgiving. So I was pretty much the only one in my freshman dorm that just stayed behind. So I went down the street, I got a double quarter pounder meal, brought it back to my freshman dorm and watched the A Chorus Line movie for the very first time in my bunk bed dorm room. I love that journey for you. It was lovely. I was very thankful. I spent one Thanksgiving alone in my dorm, eating a sweet potato pie and watching The Little Foxes. There you go. Very on brand for both of us, (laughs) I feel. Uh, All right. So let's just get into it. This is a terrible movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) Let's not go so far as to say it's a terrible movie. Let's say it's a terrible adaptation of a chorus line. Sure. That gets so much wrong about what a chorus line is about that I don't even, they might as well have just made a completely separate movie about auditioning for something. Yeah, it's kind of true. Which I think in doing my research, that's what uh, Michael Bennett wanted to do. He wanted to do a movie of casting the movie, essentially. Yes, yes. Which sounds way more interesting to me. And they ended up kind of doing that with Every Little Step. Right. Um, remember that documentary back when they were casting the uh, revival in 2008, um, But yeah, that, I think that would have been way more interesting than this very, I don't know, washy 80s version of, I don't know really what it was. Well, this this version one is about young dancers. 
just looking for the big break. Yeah, Young Dancer's looking like 45 years old, though. They well, keep saying, like, I'm 23. And I'm like, bitch, no, you're not 23. People <laughs> aged very differently back then. I guess they did. They didn't have keels. We did. And we didn't have uh, cryogenics. Oh, right. Restylane injections. Oh, the Restylane. Sure My they... Restylane bills alone. Yeah, truly. Well, oh. I mean, you know... Uh, What's her face? Val, I mean, had so much plastic surgery, but did she? Like, those boobs were, like, really kind of, like, small. I mean, when she was like, you're all looking at my tits now, aren't you? I was like, where are they? Mostly your nipples, because it's cold in there, clearly, but I don't know. It's cold inside the Mark Hellinger Theater. That's right. Where they filmed. That is true. <laughs> do you have any fun fact points about the Mark Hellinger Theater you like sure, to pull out do. show off? Well, when I when I was watching the opening like scenes, I was like, oh my God, they're standing outside of the stage door of the Jacobs Golden Majestic Theater. It's the stage door I walked into for a year and a half while doing Phantom of the Opera. So I was like, well, that's kind of fun. Oh, that, that only keep... took six minutes to get to. <laughs> so they keep going in and out of my stage door. Um, but then I was like, but that's definitely not the inside of the Majestic. I know that's not the inside of the Majestic. And Cassie literally goes into the stage door of of the majestic in the movie and then the magic of the movies that's right exterior shots are always different than interior shots mm-hmm. but it is what you said the you mark learned that Hellinger, on quantico that's that is very correct it is inside of the mark hellinger theater which is now renamed the Times square church and no longer a theater it's no longer a theater it is a yeah. sanctuary beautiful inside i've never been inside actually i'll go for service oh sure 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 yeah maybe i, I will i got a tour because i'm important oh really yeah who gave you that tour? I stood, uh, Jesus himself? Yes, actually. He <laughs> appeared one day. He led me. Uh, he had some wine that had been water. Ah, uh, yes. And we had a great time. Great. At least you got drunk. Uh, so you, you've already brought up Val. So let's just, maybe, maybe <laughs> the whole defining narrative of this podcast is we just shout out things that we really hated about the movie and then right. dissect them. Lovely. So Val, first of all, that's what Audrey Landers Right. Who is like an 80s sex symbol. And she'd sure. been on Dallas at the time. And the director, Richard Attenborough, wanted unknowns to be mm. in the movie. And she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I'm too famous. I don't know if I should audition. Also, you're the worst dancer in the movie. Sorry, girl. They literally cut away from her any time that they can. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like, well, she made the line, but clearly she shouldn't have made the line. So Zach just wants a piece, really. Also, also, it's insane what she does with Dance 10 Looks 3, where it's like a comedy patter song. I don't get it. The whole, the way they made the movie is really kind of ridiculous. Certain things are dream sequences where they're cutting away with theatrical light and some is not. There's working in work lights and it really, it is truly a mess of a movie. So let's, <laughs> let's take a moment about that and discuss Richie. Oh, yeah. Swinging on a rope. During, I can do that. That was Mike actually. Oh, Mike, Mike sorry. swung on the rope. Yeah, randomly. I mean, the unions would have gone fucking ballistic oh. first of all. Can so that imagine? doesn't make any sense whatsoever. How did he? I mean, he, let's just follow this through. So he's <laughs> up there telling his story, right, and tapping, kind of, and right. all of a sudden, a rope descends <laughs> from the flies. I mean, I think they cut away to some other thing, like a, I don't know, some scene with Zach and Cassie or something, and then they Cassie cut back was, and he's on yes, the rope. So he's swinging across the stage. That's right. So there's no even introduction of the rope. He's just randomly on one. Probably. Yes. <laughs> probably making some fly, like, fall to its death. Uh, who knows? And then how did he get off, and why? It was a tap. No, uh, I mean, 
Michael Bennett had nothing to do with it. So I mean, and look, this is a movie that the they bought the rights immediately. It languished. No one could figure out a way to make it work. At one point, they said, "Oh, you know, you know who's a big movie star and who can dance? John Travolta. <laughs> Let's talk to John Travolta about starring." And John Travolta said, "Oh, uh, hey, you know, uh, that's my John Travolta. Oh, that's really good. Oh, thanks. Um, oh, hey, you know what I think would be really cool? Um, what if I what if I uh, starred as Tony Manero in a chorus line? What if I played Tony Manero auditioning to be in a to be in the show?" And they're like, "That." That's the dumbest fucking idea we've ever heard, John Travolta. <laughs> and he, so he took it for Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, ah. where uh, Tony Manero is trying to become a, a Broadway dancer. Oh, good for him. Uh, but instead, they said, well, hey, you know, John, we, we don't like that, but what if you, what if you start as Cassie? <laughs> and John Travolta said, oh. Now there's a movie I'd watch. Okay. And they're like, yeah, and you could, uh, a gay Cassie, a gay Cassie, and uh, we'll get Bershnikov to be uh, Zach. Mikhail himself. And John Travolta was like, yes. Why didn't this yes. movie get made though, Mark? Uh, I don't know, but you can read. So there will be a companion uh, website with this episode of the podcast where you can read my fan fiction oh, about fun. the making of oh, very fun. that movie. All right. I'm Just all the behind that. the scenes. Uh, I'm literally stroking my chest as I'm saying that <laughs> You really are. I mean, you're living your <laughs> fantasy over here. Oh, do you need a moment? About, yeah, I do. I do, but it's fine. Um, yeah, but back to the mic thing because like there's this whole like dramatic sequence where like <laughs> Cassie falls and it's raining and she's trying to catch a cab and then some like bitchy New Yorker comes by and steals her cab and she's wet and it's raining and she's hurt her elbow and then all of a sudden we cut to this vaudevillian number like the transitions <laughs> are so absurd they make zero sense but also so Cassie you shouted out something Cassie. that I hated this Cassie Allison Reed bless her heart she did the cabaret revival with Joel Gray in the 80s. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, she was the teacher on High School Musical. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I forgot about that. So she is there with her asymmetrical perm. Oh, my God. And she shows up to audition. And Zach's like, you're too big of a star. You can't audition for this. It's too small. And she's like, okay. And then she hurts herself in the rain. And then they're just like, come backstage and hang out. Yeah, come back and hang out. And then ultimately, they go on a break. And she comes out. And she's like... And a purple leotard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is one of the most egregious things about this movie to me is cutting the music in the mirror. I know. And replacing it with... Let me dance for you. Let me dance for you. And replacing, God, I'm a dancer. A dancer dances with, God, I'm a dancer. It's who I am. It's what I do. Like That's also could be said... Uh, a dancer dances. I mean, the only thing they kept, which was genius, was like the mirror motif. Yeah. And, they only, and it was only like a three second shot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they, oh, now it's gone. <laughs> also, what was their weird sex dance studio? Couldn't tell you. Those like flashback cutaways with the even worse wig. Oh, I mean, was that the that, was, that, that was the worst wig. wig? She looked, I don't know what she looked like. It was terrible though, poor girl. I mean, I like Michael Douglas as Zach in his robe with his hair slipped yeah, back just fresh from the shower. He? Yeah, why did he just shower? Does he own the studio? Does he live in that specific maybe, dance studio? Maybe it's a reference to like how Michael Bennett took his chorus line earnings and bought 890 Broadway. I did might have made actually? up that address. He bought a building and made it into like a big rehearsal studio space. Oh, Okay. Okay. So maybe they're and just I'll... like paying homage. God, that's French for homage. Oh, really? I thought it was pronounced homage. Oh, no one might be in Texas. <laughs> it actually definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> just like uh, Jerry Jones starred in The Harris on Broadway. 
so Zach, oh Zach apparently yeah. has a sex studio where Cassie dances for him late at night. Yeah, absolutely. Annie's bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even do the audition. She does a Broadway show. Cassie's there from downbeat to curtain call. Yes. And this Cassie is lounging backstage, smoking cigarettes, looking like she's in a bad production of Godspell in whatever outfit she's wearing. I mean, like just trying to make a phone call on that pay phone, a, f- a collect call or whatever. <laughs> she doesn't know where she's going to go. She's got to stay with, um, What's with her? Terrence Mann. <laughs> Terrence Mann, who I think, thought was tim curry at first <laughs> i was like oh wait that's terrence man <laughs> thank you terry I, oh goodness so what i mean they cut the music in the mirror they cut uh hello love yeah they started out with hello 12 and then went to that really weird okay surprise this is a <laughs> <laughs> First of all, your choreography is on point. Uh, that is exactly what he does. Yeah, because sex means jazz hands, I guess. So I'm sorry. First of all, this song, Surprise, is a huge, <laughs> sexy dance number that feels like a ripoff of the Come Fly With Us from All That Jazz. Okay, I feel that. Uh, so it's a super sexy number. Is it? <laughs> sorry, it is filmed as if it's a super sexy number and people are staring meaningfully at each other. Right? Uh, you don't see their feet because you shouldn't. Right. And the lyrics, nominated for an Oscar, the lyrics are sailing through the sky, smooth as a lemon pie, surprise. It was nominated for an Oscar? Yes. Different no. time, different time. No. Yeah. No. It is, also, let's just backtrack for a second. The song begins with him talking about losing his virginity in a graveyard. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> And that is the weirdest thing about the song. Oh, my God. What I found kind of remarkable, though, is how much of the original text actually did make it into the movie. Like, I'd be like, oh, shit, they're okay. This is the script. This, oh, now they're diverting. You know, so it was very weird. It's like, why not just write a completely new script if you're going to fuck with it that much? You know, if you're going to. The whole movie's a bait and switch. Yeah, of, it like, really oh, is. Oh, okay, here's Hello 12, Hello 13, Hello Love. Oh, no, now like, we have... Who was making those executive <sighs> decisions? Because... I don't think many people. So, basically, the rights were about to expire to make the movie. So, they had to make a movie. Okay. And this is that thing in the 80s where a lot of people who had never directed a movie musical before were mm. like, I mean, how hard can it be? I can do it, right? No, it's the hardest, actually. It's have you seen so these movie musicals they're making these days? Ugh. Yikes. I haven't really liked one since Chicago. Like, actually. Truly. And that was, what, 20 years ago? It's too long. I don't like that. I don't like that math. I don't know. It was like John Huston directing Annie. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden they're racing up a fire ladder no no into the maltese falcon (laughs) no thank you Uh, oh man but you know what you wrote down notes tell me about some of your scribblings i noticed the twin towers in the first few shots which was just like oh right that new york in the 80s i noticed the tree in the middle of times square which i was like there was foliage in times square what a twist i didn't actually now, no, if there's a tree it. in Times Square, Scarlett Johansson playing a tree <laughs> character it's trying to take a photo art. with tourists. <laughs> very good. Um, the smoking indoors was very nostalgic for me. My whole family smoked growing up. So I was like, oh, I'm back home. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
They're like weird militaristic. I mean, like they did pay homage to like the eighties dance military kind of boot campy style that yeah. like those kinds of auditions had back in the day. Also they're in a Broadway theater on a Broadway stage, which is how Broadway auditions have were done back then. They would never be done these days. Cause it's just way too much money to pay a crew to be there to have to yeah. watch an audition. I actually did have one audition on stage though. And it was for the national tour of spring awakening. Weirdly. Did you get it? Sure. Didn't. Um, what but, stage was it? But, it was in the same time I was in callbacks for a chorus line, the national tour. And so I got a chorus line. Oh, I know. And you were the best Sheila I've ever seen. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> also, quick reminder that this Sheila is allegedly 29. Oh, bitch. No, she's not. <laughs> also, I feel like they cut because Michael Douglas is chain smoking up a storm. Oh, also, fun really? fact about Michael Douglas. He refused star billing for this. Okay. He said, I don't want my name above the title. It's an ensemble thing. My name should be, it should just be alphabetical. Sure. Way to Which go, is, Michael. That's I mean, valiant. Yeah. Anyway, he's chain smoking up a storm. So they had to cut Sheila's, one of my favorite lines, can the adults please smoke? Right. Well, they also get, turned Val's, I don't know the red shoes. I never saw the red shoes. I don't oh, give yeah. a fuck about the red shoes. And you, I don't give a shit about the red shoes. And no, that's not funny. No, it's not funny. And they cut, I mean, that's one of the best monologues in the show. And they cut it literally in half, which was upsetting to me. Also, Judy Turner's name is now Judy Monroe. And there's a Marilyn Monroe joke as opposed to Lana Turner, which, you know, is a thing, I guess. Lana Turner was still alive. She was doing Falcon Crest at the time. The pa- she and Jane Wyman had a few. They were the papers all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what all of that meant. Well, don't worry about it. Also, I literally, so I'm looking at my notes and I, this is what I wrote about Judy. Jesus, Judy, fake Jessica Lang. <laughs> That's so real. Oh, and poor Judy does not make the line at the end. She does in the stage production, but she does not in the movie because B.B. Benson gets it in the movie. Yeah. Because that gorge dancer who does the so she, Remember when Zach's like, come forward, come forward. And she's wearing that like teal number and oh, she yeah. like hits those. She's like doing all those body rolls and she's hitting those accents. Yeah. So B.B. got the line because she should have. I mean, but that, also, that I mean, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There is something very strange about seeing Zach's reactions to their stories. Yeah. Because it's as if they're telling you how you should be reacting to the stories. Right. Which is completely opposite of what they do in the stage production because Zach is merely a voice of God. And so you're having your own reactions as opposed to watching reactions. Yeah. And this, I would see Michael Douglas like, Oh, Oh, I'm Riley amused by this story. And I was like, Oh, am I Riley amused? Should I be? Why am I not? 
because it's not emotionally captivating. It's, no. it, it wasn't well directed or written or acted. <laughs> I mean, like Paul's monologue should be fucking heartbreaking. And it is in the stage production when it's done right. And this one was just, it was a fleeting moment that meant jack shit. And when he broke his leg, I said, I don't care. Oh, oh, did he break his leg? I mean, he sprained his ankle or, you know, re-injured his knee or whatever the fuck it is. But, but you know who knows what to do? Cassie. Cassie showed up right. from sulking backstage That's and she right. was like, oh, here, get Elevate it. And Sheila has her volume. I've taken right. two already. Before lunch or after lunch or something, which was an added line, which was not needed. It was like that a hat was, on a hat. That was just, that was improv. Her outmate, probably so, actually. She didn't know that she was being filmed. She was just sharing a personal anecdote from her life. Oh, man. Uh... But there, I mean, the movie is filled with these moments that should be affecting and ultimately are not. Paul's monologue does not register. Not even a little bit. Uh, he gets a little teary at the end. I was like, okay, well, he, he got there and it's close up, but where was the ramp up? But even in the first number, uh, you know, God, I hope I get it. Mm-hmm. When Paul has this little solo, he's staring at himself in a mirror. Right. But his reflection isn't singing. I didn't even notice that. He's singing, but his reflection isn't. I don't get it. What are you trying? I don't know. Is that the only time they're going to use that device? <laughs> And yes. how, how many times would they be singing out loud versus they would you just, they would just be singing in their heads? Right. And why are you going back and forth between right. the two? And why choose at the ballet to be like the one moment <gasps> where they're using the device where like the world goes away and it's just someone singing in a black abyss? It's like, okay, so this is a dream sequence, but they're not going to go into a beautiful ballet montage like they do when the big, no. huge, rousing, beautiful music comes in. I'm just, I'm truly confused by the whole thing. I'm confused by a lot, but also the Black Void thing comes up frequently in movie musicals. Diana Ross also sings Home at the end of The Wiz in a Black Void. You're right. While photos of people that we've previously seen float past, not like moments from the movie, just still photos. Just, just they photos. just They had production photos. They just threw up there. <laughs> just just a PowerPoint there. presentation. Yeah. Um, oh, and then why is Sheila singing like Barbara Streisand? Like, Fanny Bryce. I don't... Like she was doing a whole like, oh, oh. Well, that's Mae West, but you know what I'm trying to say. I hear you. Also, the girl that plays Christine, when I see her headshot, I say, oh my God, I've seen that headshot. How the hell do I know that headshot? I know that headshot. I know that headshot. And then I realized that that's Nicole Fossey, Bob Fossey and Gwen Verdon's daughter. Yes. Who was in the original cast of Phantom of the Opera. And I walked by her headshot every single day of my life for a year and a half. And that's how I realized that that was Nicole Fossey. Also... There was, I was talking about, I was talking to Christopher Catelli. <laughs> Do you want to pick up that name that I just dropped? Hey, Chris, how are you, babe? And we were talking about the movie and he was like, I mean, it's so embarrassing to watch them dance next to Nicole Fossey because she has nothing to do, but everything is so small and precise, precise. and everyone else is like strapping Flailing. shoes onto like horses and yeah. they're just galloping around. I love all of the tap sounds too in Mike's number when they're just in, they're clearly in jazz flats and there's zero yes. taps on them, but the tap sounds are so clean. They're so clean. <laughs> the cleanest. That's how you get clean. You don't actually tap. No, you just you do them later no, definitely in not. post. Also, I mean, should we talk about one and how one is like a horror film? Oh, it's the messiest most not together. Like it's supposed to be a chorus line of people doing the same exact movement in complete precision. And it is a junky, messy fuck show. I mean, truly there is the moment where it's going to the big finale. They've all gotten cast. Blah, blah. We're supposed to care. Right. We're t- Zach tells us with his face that we should care. We're trying to find it in our heart to care. 
And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it cuts to individual people like popping out from behind hats with solos, with solos, or rising up from out of camera range. And you're like, this is like a scary Jack in the Box. Well, Michael Bennett directed it so that everyone is in the same exact costume, everyone looks the same exact way, and everyone does the same exact movement in unison, vocally and physically. Because that's what a chorus is. That's what a chorus is, and that's what the entire conceit of the fucking show is. And so for them to like break it up into solo and like bad choreography that is hard to even clean uh, is truly messy. And if you look close enough in the end shot where they're like uh, zooming out of the like really crazy kick line where they're all kicking a little too high, there's a woman in the second row, third to the right that falls. She just fully <laughs> bites it and then just comes back up and starts kicking more. I and they kept it. I definitely took a video of it just <laughs> so if you'd like to see it, it's oh, on my phone. Well, everyone just pay attention. Do you want to play the video for everyone to watch on the podcast, Jay? Would you enjoy doing that? Yeah, it's definitely a visual medium, right? Yeah, no, I like that. That's why we're dressed uh, up today. <laughs> I mean, and then there's just, oh, man. I mean, just to go back to Cassie and Zach, because the whole thing is so shoehorned in. Mm. And in the stage version, it doesn't feel, it feels natural. Right. It feels like, oh, hey, it's a small industry. We've worked together before. And like, we had a thing. Right. Like, if I had a panty <laughs> for every chorus member that I've had a thing with. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is you you want to root for Cassie in the stage production because you've seen her on stage with the rest of these people killing it the whole time. So when her time comes to tell her story, then you've at least watched her in the show from that point up. So that you so you have some kind of inkling as to what you should feel about her. Yes. Or that you should feel something at all. And this one, she's just been lounging backstage as though she owns the place. <laughs> yes. And then comes out and it's owed a role. Right. Because she's been unemployed for a year. And she keeps one popping year. her fucking head and rolling her fucking shoulders. Oh, and it's like, don't pop the head, Cassie. <laughs> oh, you know what? But Michael Douglas goes after her in, sure does. in the in the chorus line auditions. He like really when they're does. all dancing together. Like in a way that I've never heard a Zach go after a Cassie before. I mean, it's, it's the gig. I mean, you're supposed to. But Michael Douglas, like we said, is fully bipolar. I mean, yes. he's dealing with some manic depression. <laughs> oh, and it's delicious to watch. Yeah, I mean, those cigarettes are doing something. But also, correct me if I'm wrong, because you did tour the country in this musical. Did, did you not? I oh, did. Oh, I also did a, a small stint here in New York at the City Center last year. Oh, well, you would go into the City Center stage door, but you would actually be on the stage <laughs> of the Majestic, ironically. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, in the musical, do... Oh, no, I have to look this up. Uh, in the musical, do Connie and Morales both know Mr. Carp? No, 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 no. I wrote that down on my notes as well. I was like, what is this scene between Connie and Morales? These two they know each other? women of Maybe? color who were at the same performing arts high school. Yeah, that, that was definitely a conceit made up for the movie. And they were like, remember Mr. Carp? Do I hit it? <laughs> <laughs> that failed the Bechdel test. Two women talking about a dude. <laughs> Oh I, man! Just and again, Morales' song, nothing. It, it, I felt literally nothing because she was standing at the edge of a stage in work light. There was no dream sequence. There was no cutaway. There was no like cinematographic language that shows that she went back into like her mind and her past. And you know, it was just all at the lip of the stage, and she was telling her story in zero theatrical light. Yeah, and in which case, why not just film the stage production? Correct. If you are going to do so little in terms of making it into a movie, right. then just film the stage. Right. Get an amazing cast and do that. But there's also 
I have this question for you because you're a dancer. Go on. Uh, one of the greatest dancers of our generation. <laughs> you must be joking. <laughs> you move well. Sure, I'm a well, strong no, mover. <laughs> you mean well. <laughs> Is it feasible that those dancers could dance in those clothes? And I'm thinking specifically of the men whose shirts are unbuttoned completely. Oh, sure. Flapping about their ab- their abs. I it's mean, the 80s. No one really had abs. I wasn't around in the 80s, but like hmm. it all of all the photos that I've seen of like my dance teacher and her dancers back in the 80s, it all looked like that. I mean, kind it kind of that, that was what they wore back then i mean, I mean it was all spandex at least so you could move in it but you're right the the open shirts and the flap the flappability of it all <laughs> yeah, oh so flappable yeah <laughs> they didn't know they didn't have lululemon yet they sure didn't <sighs> what did we do before that am <sighs> i right i don't really know what did we do capizio oh just, just still around. S- still around. Still kicking. Still kicking. Uh, we're desperately going for some sponsorships on this episode. Um, and whenever I watch a chorus line, I make sure to drink LaCroix. <laughs> oh my God, I love LaCroix. Uh, Peach I mean, pear, truly, pomplemousse, uh, two of my oh, favorites. Oh, I love a pomplemousse. I also love just a simple lemon. Oh, okay. I'll take your you lemon. you have that on hand and then you just add gin to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you've got a, uh, you've got a spicy, co- you've got a bubbly cocktail. Okay, also, okay, what's the line that Al has? He's like, um, I'm straight, I'm not too bright, but I'm not too dumb, I'm not too talented. <laughs> That's how he's selling himself to Zach, trying to get a Broadway show. Also, notice the dumb straight guy is like, here, this is who I am. And everyone else has to go into their childhood trauma. Exactly. Like, everyone else to get a job has to be like, oh my god. And then I was doing drag and my father walked past me and it was humiliating. Oh my god. And he's just like, I mean, I'm gonna do it the same way. Eight times a week. When has anyone ever walked into an audition and been like, cast me. I'm not too talented, but cast me. <laughs> I, I won't ever go off book and I'll just do everything you want. No. No. Does that not work for you? No. It does not. <laughs> Is that not how you got hands on a hard body? Oh, it is. It's definitely not. No. <laughs> I stole that role from a friend. Sorry. Oh, was it one of those classic <laughs> stories where you just went to the audition with him for moral support? And no. And the casting director said, you. Actually, he got a movie, and so he couldn't do one of the workshops. And so I was like a temporary replacement for him. Mm. Um, but then I came in being actually from Texas and had this level of authenticity as a Texan that they ended up liking. So then I took over. And that friend was Ben Platt. I wish. I wish. He was probably in middle school at that point. Let's be real. Oh, that's true. I forget that time passes. Oh uh, you know where time doesn't pass? When you're watching the Chorus Line movie. Oh, wow. Time really drags on. Yeah, I would like choose to go to the restroom and I'd be like, ah, I'm not pausing it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm just going to let it keep playing. I got up into dishes. I came back. And oh, I was like, man. oh, this is still happening. That's right. How wonderful. I did really enjoy Don's physique, though. That ass and them pants. Oh. It was just really, it was a lovely, it was a lovely visual. I mean, the bodies be banging. Yeah. I mean, 80s dancewear was like ugly, but at least it showed shit. It sure did. You know? They're not covering everything up. They sure They're are. They're not covering up their bulges with they little shorts. They are not. No. Mm-mm. Have it out. Loud and proud. Oh, man. I mean, they're just, it's so misguided that you watch it and you just think how many people got involved with this, not enjoying the original musical. Right. I mean, they just missed the point. 
Yes. It's really, I mean, Cassie singing what I did for love. We haven't even talked about that. I, I mean, and she's just like walking the catwalk while singing it while all of the dancers are down on stage doing, doing the what, work, doing the work, doing the thing that she did for love. And yet she's just singing this like sweeping solo. About Zach. Uh, yeah. So it's like, what? You did him for love? Like, what What? what are you trying? What are you trying to? T- yeah, it just, it misses the point almost every single time it tries to do it. Yes. Or to try to do something different to make it more, like having her walk up the catwalk singing a song should be a beautiful cinematic moment. Sure. It's not because all you're thinking is, why are you singing about this lame guy? And also, why have we taken one a, a solo from the woman of color Correct. and given it to the star who has a big star entrance, sulks backstage, has a huge breakdown falling into traffic, like she's Celeste Talbot throwing herself in front of a bus. <laughs> it's like, true. Girl, get it together. Yeah. Also shows up late. Oh, yeah. Way late. Stuck in traffic. I mean, we've all been in a cab and been late, but like, girl. Came straight from LaGuardia. She sure did. <laughs> Maybe it's still called Idlewild then. I'm not sure. Was it? I, I don't know. I'm not that old. Oh, um, I man. am. I am, though. Are you? I am. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't want Cassie to get the part. Yeah, I, I don't really either. And what's crazy is in the original production, when they were in previews, Cassie did not get the part um, on Broadway. And they had such pushback from from the ticket buyers. Like, how the f- couldn't you have let Cassie get the right? I mean, and so they actually changed the script to make it so that Cassie got the line every single night because there was such egregious pushback from the audience goers. Well, and early, early on, I'm going to go back further than you. Please. Uh, they had Cassie show up late. Oh. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So oh, she's got to be there. Some of the cast members, when they interviewed for the book on the line, mm. were sharing stories about the movie and their reactions. And they said, in most of the instances where you don't like what the movie has done, it's something that they had tried in rehearsals oh. or in previews and had rejected as not working. Ah. Uh. Well, I yeah. feel like I read that, but it was also 15 years ago. when And I also, it, so. I mean, like Richard Attenborough said, oh, you know, I didn't want to cast any of the original cast members because they're so old now. And this is really a musical about young people making it. And Kelly Bishop said, no wonder the movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Bishop, what a legend. <sighs> She's an icon. God, I mean, Kelly Bishop, Kelly Bishop as Sheila. I mean, one of the great legendary, one of the great performances. Yeah. And you know what? Donna McKechnie as two Cassie spring to mind. Donna McKechnie, of course. Of course. And Miss Jessica Simpson played Cassie in high school. About? No. Is and there, there is video? video footage. I refuse to of watch her that. Singing the hell out of music in the mirror. Oh, okay. And well, then she, okay. she dan. She moves. She means well. And then she pot a boo raid a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what they watching <laughs> maybe I'll, I might check it out I, I probably won't but you know I might put some gin in your pomplemousse <laughs> and you know fire up the old YouTube what they did not change was the tap combination it is the same from the stage production as it is in the movie I will tell you that much uh, I was surprised by that some of the only choreography that like kept its true form now most of your stuff got cut from the film didn't it um, when I played Mark yeah uh, his whole like gonorrhea. I mean, a little bit of the gonorrhea monologue made it, but it was like one of the only times where like, because they cut so much of the original text. They cut so much of the gay text. Well, that's real. 
Although Mark's not technically gay because he has a crush on Val, but I did play Bobby at City Center and they kept, I would say, 50% of his monologue. And Michael Douglas hated him. Oh, yeah. Don't you come onto my stage and make jokes. I want authenticity and pain. (laughs) And then you watch what he wants it for. Just put on a goddamn gold top hat. It's true. And kick your legs. But here's a flaw with the musical in general, (gasps) stage or film. Sorry, I'm going to say it. It won a Pulitzer. It sure did. So Zach is saying, don't perform. I just want you to talk. And then every time we watch someone tell their life story, they're giving a full-blown, sometimes vaudevillian, incredible performance. (laughs) This is like, okay, well, that's not what he asked for, but okay, I guess we're just going to smooth over that one. Well, that's because you have to know... You have to hear what he asked for, but know what he meant. <laughs> so so Bobby's not allowed cast. to perform, even though Bobby's doing a monologue. But like no. Mike's allowed to do a full vaudeville tap number. And swing from a rope and if it comes to it. Like Tarzan. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why you're not using this at Ripley Greer. <laughs> you just need to come in with a rope. Oh, man. Yeah, that's actually how you got Phantom. Oh, yeah, truly. The rope. You swung into the lair. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Halprin said you. <laughs> the lasso. So, job lasso. <laughs> I, I guess my question now, Jay Armstrong Johnson, go on, is separate from the chorus line stage production. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a chorus line, the movie, is a good piece of art? Not comparing it to the stage. I would say it is a uh, it is a representation of what it might have been like for a dancer in the 80s. I wouldn't say that it's uh, a well-curated piece of art that has a beautiful arc and meaning, but it is it at least is a timestamp of a specific way of life in a, in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if there's a like looking at it just as a movie sure. separate from anything else, I think that if there is a major flaw, it is one, a lack of cohesiveness about fantasy versus reality. Truly. And two, they are assuming reactions to characters that are baseless. So they assume that we're going to root for Cassie. Right. But really if, and we do because we have the back history with the character in the show. Sure. And so we know like, Oh, okay. Like she's, Oh, she fell on tough times. She got cut from that movie where she, she did a commercial. She had to do a commercial. But in reality, I'm just staring at the mole on her face. I was, I mean, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, this mole. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, which is a beauty mark. But I just, true. I honestly cannot get over the. I've been unemployed for a year. I'm ready to go back to the ensemble for a year. <laughs> Who does a voiceover work? Teach a class. Could it be three years? Maybe. I, I mean, like honestly, everyone's been unemployed for a year. That's <laughs> oh, the dream. You just get some beer and some. You fire up the Wii and you play Mario Kart until you get cast. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I used to play eight to nine hours of Mario Kart a day. And look at you now. And look Mark. at me now. I have my own podcast. <laughs> All right. I think that that is all the time that we have for a chorus line. Oh, thank you. Johnson. What a delight. <laughs> Truly a delight. A chorus line is really one of my biggest loves. So thanks for making me hate it for a day. No, it's, you know what? I get that a lot from men. <laughs> I've never found something that you love that I can't make you hate for a spell. But, all right, Jamstrong um, Johnson. This th- is it. This is it. Thanks for having me, Mark. This was a delight. This <laughs> 
This was better than the movie. <laughs> Actually, it was. Uh, and please tune in next time for another episode of Movie Musical Madness. This episode of Movie Musical Madness was edited by Kyle Moore with theme music by Sunshine Music. And thank you for listening to Movie Musical Madness, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about the podcast and me at bpn.fm slash moviemusicalmadness. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.